Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Sublark Isn't Podcast. And this is my first full-on recording of a podcast since I had laryngitis. Okay. Um, I full-on, like, didn't have a voice. Nothing. And I have given myself substantial time to like let my voice get back before I did another podcast I've still been like talking to friends and family and stuff like that that have come and gone but I just needed to give myself like a month-long break of recording before I hop back in here and this is the first night in a long time that I have sat down pulled out all my notebooks I'm sitting at my dining room table and I'm just, I'm here with y'all. So don't know if y'all have seen um, that Spotify has introduced Green Room, but I am on that right now and I'm going to be playing around with it some. I will be creating my own Green Room eventually. So that way I can hop on and I can chat with some of you guys as well. Like I would love, I think that would be like the ultimate cool way to get to know people. And maybe I'll start like a Facebook group or something where we can all get on and we can all chat. And there might be some like exclusive things on there. I would say that I would do, um, what is it, like a Discord or OnlyFans Um probably discord but I need to focus on like one thing at a time and green room is linked to Spotify so anchor is connected to Spotify so that's why I felt like that was the ultimate way kind of like into grouping and talking to other people as well and who knows what might come of it But on to today's podcast. So, mom life Google searches. Okay. If you're a mom, you you have Google searched something about your kids, about yourself, about what you're going through, about a medication, about foods that your kids are eating, about anything and everything. Even if you're searching for something to buy, you have Google searched it. And it doesn't have to be just a Google thing. It can be Bing, it can be Yahoo, it can be pretty much any other search engine in the world that you could use. Um, You know, if you've searched it, you should be able to relate to this. Um, This I have no notes for. Don't know where the other notebook went. So I'm going to go based off of like things that I've Google searched and, you know, it's a rabbit hole. Once you start looking up one thing, you start to read through what you're looking up. And next thing you know, you're in the dark side of the internet (laughs) looking up something else. And you're like, how did I get there from point A to point B? I always chalk it up to mom brain or ADHD brain because it happens. But some of my most recent searches are literally trying to find supplements for ADHD, 
super focusing, you know, just stuff to help me, myself, stay on track and a couple of the people in my family. So I look up stuff to help with stress. I look up recipes and it's just funny how Google becomes like a mom's best friend. But it can also be, it can be a blessing or a curse, honestly, because people go to the side of Google where they look up medical searches and then it becomes like, well, Dr. Google told me this. And if you follow Dr. Mike on YouTube, he will tell you, you know, that Dr. Google is not always right. You, you won't always know something is necessarily wrong unless you have the proper lab work done and actually physically go to a doctor sometimes um which for some people is hard because like for me I have had doctors straight up tell me you know there's nothing wrong you know when there was and that's a story for another time but it is important that you know when to stop doing the Google searches or any searches. And that is like at the like very like very beginning, you know, don't Google search health things unless your friends telling you I have such and such, you know, and you're like, oh what is that? And they're like Google search it or you just Google search it because you don't know what it is, you know. Or if someone asks you to search for something, you know, for them, you know. But I wouldn't try to self-diagnose yourself with the internet. WebMD can be great. That's another search engine. I consider it a search engine. And... It's great for helping to break down things, but it's not good for you to use to diagnose. Um, people with mental illnesses and people without mental illnesses who, you know, will have occasional bouts of anxiety or freak out because, you know, they think they're they're dying or they're hypochondriac. They think they're, they're dying all the time will use Google and they'll be like, oh my God, I think I have this. Oh my God, I think I have that. And... As long as you don't embed it into your brain that you actually have something before you go to a doctor, I think you're good. Now, for me, it's a lot of times things to do with my kid because there have been some unusual occurrences when you have kids where you're like, is this normal behavior? You know, is this something that my child should be doing? You know, how many, you know... Words should my child know by two years old? And those kind of things were what I was looking up. And the more I was doing that, the more comparisons I was dealing with, with my child and other people's children and my parenting style and whatnot. And it wasn't good. I had to stop. Because for moms, we have so much guilt. We have so much comparison so much everything that we just need to kind of ah uh, we need a break we need a full-on break from our phones we need a break from everything we just need to be in a in a room 
with just us and ourselves and our thoughts for a little bit. Just so we can regroup and come back. So... Google searches for moms are about us being able to be efficient and to take care of ourselves and to find the answers on our own because we don't always have somebody else there that can do it because we're the ones that take care of everything, okay? So when you take a step back and you look at what you're searching, seriously, like go back to your phone's history, see what you have been searching See if it's linked to your anxiety. See if it's linked to, like, you know, what's causing you to feel, like, depressed and stuff. You know, if you're you're finding out that somebody you know passed away, so you search for their obituary and you find their obituary and you read what is said about them and you're just so, you know, it can trigger you. Like, that's what it comes down to is the internet and searching things. It can be triggering you have to know when to stop or it's going to make things so much worse. And for me, when I lost, I lost my best friend like four years ago. And she took her own life. So I started looking up things about that and about mental health. And that was when I started becoming a really a much, much bigger mental health advocate. And just really, really trying to be there for people as much as I could. And in the last six months, I've had to take a step back from so much because my mental health keeps taking a hit time after time after time. And I'm at that point where I'm like, I don't want to break down. You know, I don't want to get to that point. So I tell people, you know, look, I'm going to be less responsive. I'm not going to be able to handle talking to you every single day, you know, or I'm just not talking to people every day. And I've created a smaller circle of people who I surround myself with who are positive and really, really encourage me to do whatever I want to set my little heart to do. And... I'm happy. I'm happy with the people who are part of my life. And I keep thinking back to where I was like three or four months ago and, you know, how much, how much was going on then and how I was trying to be there for everybody else, but I wasn't being there for myself. And then building that boundary you know I started I started google searching how to set boundaries and slowly but surely built boundaries and was like I'm sorry I can't meet these obligations for you you know I'm not gonna be able to make it to certain things you know and I lost friends in the process I did but sometimes people's true colors come out when you can't do things for them And in that moment, I was glad, like, I I really did my research. I read a lot about boundaries and stuff like that. And I got to the point now where I'm good. I'm happy. 
people who want to be a part of my life, they'll reach out. They'll be there. I'm one phone call away. Um, I don't have the time every day to sit down and text everybody, but if you were to call me, I would answer. Um, but for me, if it's something important and you need to talk to me, you will call me. I guess I'm, I'm that weird person in my generation who's like that apparently, but, um, According to what Google search has told me. Um, <laughs> but take what you search for with a grain of salt sometimes because the internet doesn't always tell the truth. If you're searching for things on Facebook, that's a joke. Um, I'm only on there to stay connected with family. And if that, I post some funny stuff on Instagram and um, some... I share funny stuff on Instagram and I double and triple fact check things before I share them unless you know I've gone through that and I can relate to that and I'll share it um and then my more serious stuff goes on my like actual posts so it's like you know the funny stuff is a story you know just to kind of like be like hey I have a sense of humor and then it's like you know quotes and stuff so At the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you, and that's what all these podcasts will come down to me basically telling you, do what's best for you. Don't drive yourself crazy with these Google searches and the Dr. Google thing, and, you know, if you really want to know something, get on the phone and, like, talk to a doctor if you can't make it into a, a doctor's office, you know, or if you can't make it to, you know, talk to somebody, you know, call them, you know, get a hold of them, you know, don't just like search for something on the internet about somebody, you know, because there's so much truth in having that real life connection with somebody. There's so much false in having such a strong relationship with the internet. And with that, I end this podcast and I thank everybody for tuning in and listening. And I will talk to you all in the next podcast. Bye. Hey everybody and welcome back to Sunflower Days and Go podcast. Today I have some big news. And if you followed me for a while, you know how much I love Ibotta. I have been using Ibotta for the last two years. And I have earned almost $600 cash back. Now it took me a little bit to get into doing Ibotta because I had downloaded the app after watching another YouTuber and I was like, wow, that's really great. You can get cash back and you can earn all kinds of rewards and things like that. And so here I am today talking about it and I have a referral code for you guys. And it is D as in dog, D as in dog, K as in keepsake, N as in note card, M as in money, H as in happy, and U as in umbrella. So that's D, D, K, N, M, H, U. And I will include that in the description for you guys so you can get your $10 cash back 
on your first receipt that you scan. And how you do that is you go through and you pick your store. And right now Walmart has free school supplies. I know everybody is, you know, either going back to school, getting ready to go back to school, homeschooling. They have free school supplies. I literally got pencils for free. I got notebooks for free. I even got some peanut butter and jelly for her gluten-free sandwiches for free. All you do is you go in to the app. Once you download it, you log in. It should ask you for a referral code. Put that referral code in and then once you select your store, if you go to Walmart or you go to Roush's Market, if you live on the Mississippi Gulf Coast where I do, then you have Walmart everywhere. You have Roush's Market. You can even get some stuff from CVS, Walgreens, all kinds of things. That will be your cashback offers. You just make sure that you add those offers before you scan your receipt. And then after you scan the receipt and they process it, you will have those earnings in your Ibotta account. It may take 48 hours. It never takes that long for me. It's usually there within five or 10 minutes. And it's a great way to save some money up for if you want to go out on date night or if you want to save for vacation. I'm saving up to get a new camera. I love photography. My camera will not focus. I'm having lens problems, so that's what I'm going to get. Um, but once you scan that first receipt and you get your cash back on your items that you got on that receipt, you will get that $10 as your first bonus. And then there will be extra bonuses on certain items as well that you can get. Once you reach a certain amount of money on Ibotta, they allow you to cash out and you can either cash out on PayPal or you can cash out on gift cards. They have a wide range of gift cards and you can even buy gift cards for other people and send them as a gift. That I think is amazing, especially if you have a friend who, a friend, family member, whoever, you find you have somebody that needs help and you want to get them a gift card for somewhere, but you can't go anywhere. So you can always do it that way. They have everything that you can imagine gift card wise. And you also will get cash back on those gift cards as well. So once you hit $25, you can add your debit card, credit card, any card number with a CVC on the back. You can add all of that on there and you will get cash back on your gift card purchases and I think that is a really smart way to promote businesses and to bring more business to certain places that may need them. So you also get cash back on your online shopping, grocery pickup, food delivery, and there's even fast food on here and they have Taco Bell, they have Starbucks, they have Barnes and Noble, they have, um, you can link your Target account so that way you can also get your Target deals. And right now Target does have, on Target Circle, they have a lot of really great offers right now for clothes and 
all kinds of things. There's usually, you can check for Starbucks, uh, star, like, uh, the Starbucks discounts that they put on there. So I used this when we ordered DoorDash and we got cash back on that. And that was amazing. And I have a couple other apps for you guys that I'm going to go through and talk about. And I will do that in another podcast. Today is just about Ibotta. This is going to be like a sponsored segment that I'm going to put into every podcast that I do up until they take away the $10. And they will usually do big promotions like this for $10. When you um, use my code, you'll get $10. A lot of times it's $5, which is not bad. Right now they have Lysol products. You can buy Lysol products and get cash back on those. And they have bonuses for those as well. So if you need Lysol products, if you need school supplies, please use the code D-D-K-N-M-H-U. And if you have any questions, send me messages on Facebook page. Send me them to the Instagram Send me messages on Anchor, and I will get back to you guys as fast as I can. Um, If you have any problems with Ibotta, if you have any issues with getting your $10 cash back or your rebate back, please don't hesitate to reach out to their support team. They are amazing. If you scanned a receipt and it doesn't pick up on the cash back for the item... You can always reach out to the the Ibotta customer support and they will get to you right away. Thank you all for listening and I hope you all have a wonderful day. Happy saving.